Mike Gibson and Giora White's coming to you live from TCT 2016. Well, it seems like an obvious question, Giora. The color of the plaque, you know, is it yellow and lipid rich, white? How's that related to outcomes? You did a great study called the color study. Look at this issue. Thank you, Mike. Yes, the color study is uh, basically the largest study so far evaluating uh, the imaging with near-infrared spectroscopy. Near-infrared spectroscopy is basically, it's a technique from chemistry. The chemists are using to identify different molecules. It's mm -hmm. light-based, so it's ab about absorption of the, of the light. Every molecule has its own absorption rate, so it's like a fingerprint of a molecule. And this uh, technique was actually introduced into a catheter that we, ca we can uh, insert into the coronary artery and learn about the content of the vessel wall. It was specifically designed to evaluate lipid, lipid core plaque. And you can also kind of drill down at different depths. Is that true with near-infrared, not just the surface, but looking deeper within? It goes something like one millimeter deep because it's a laser light, so the right. penetration of, of light is uh, limited the on, to the tissue. The only reason I know it is as an artist, they use near-infrared to look at paintings and to see what was the underpainting underneath. And for some famous paintings, you'll see that there was another painting underneath, and you can look at the original drawing. So right. it's used in a lot of different areas. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so, so the study was really to, to evaluate coronary arteries. Uh, we looked at two types of, uh, of lesions. So we looked at what we called culprit lesions. Those were the lesions that were treated by the operator, decided mm -hmm. by the clinical scenario and the morphological appearance, both geographically or in IVUS. And uh, the non-culprit lesion, what to evaluate what you know, we are talking for years about vulnerable plaque, are the plaque lipid rich, lipid core, that may be patient having them may be susceptible for future future event. Uh, the study was uh, enrolled uh, 1,899 patients, so it's the largest study so far with this technology. Wow. Um, the ev overall event rate, interestingly, was low. Yeah. Uh, the overall event rate, we followed all the patients for two years for the composite maze of uh, cardiac mortality, myocardial infarction, revascularization, and hospitalization. Um, the overall event rate was relatively low, 14%. It's a little lower than what we had in the past. If we look at culprit lesion-related event and non-culprit lesion-related events, so culprit lesion event was 6%, non-culprit lesion-related events were 83 this is the first time, if you compare, if you remember from the prospect uh, study. Right. Here, the first time that we had the culprit lesion-related event lower, lower than, than the non-culprit. Non yeah. So it is, it's a signal that we are doing something good for our patients and right. we're getting better and our right. patients are getting or better. Or we didn't treat the right blockage, which is a big thing, I think. We sometimes, we treat the tightest blockage, but the other one over there was actually the culprit. That, that's true. And then we looked about, especially in those culprit lesion related and especially in those culprit lesions that were imaged. So we had 11, 1168 patients that had a culprit lesion image and then stented. Mm -hmm. There were 1265 lesions like that. The event rate, whether if you look at a patient based or, or lesion based was around 5.5% mm -hmm. in two years. That's also relatively low. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we looked about having a lipid core, right. having a lipid rich, where you, the place that you stand, is it related to the future event, both short term and long term? Because 
you know, in the past there were a couple of reports, case report, some autopsy-related renewal money is saying many times that oh, you, we put a stent in a lipid-rich plaque that's a, a receipt for, for disasters, more distal embolization, stent thrombosis, restenosis, and so on. So is it safe or not? We could not find any correlation between the amount of lipid in the culprit lesion to, to the outcomes, not short-term, not long-term. We try to look below the median, above the median, different thresholds, rock curves, no yeah, correlation. There are, there are some data that say, at least with older imaging technologies, the more lipid-rich the plaque, uh, sending that downstream as part of the embolization is associated with more myonecrosis, but you didn't see that here. We, did, we didn't see that at all. We tried, you know, the, the median, we looked at uh, lipid, lipid core-based uh, uh, burden index at 4 millimeter, like really the peak of the lipid. The median was 300. It's between zero and sure. 1,000. We couldn't Nothing find there. any threshold. How about the non-culprit? Was that the lipid composition related to events? So the number of events was relatively small. We are still evaluating. We're still digging into this, uh, into this lesion. In, the, in my presentation uh, this week here in TCT, really concentrated on the culprit. On the culprit. Uh, lesion. Were so you able to characterize necrotic cores? So, you know, it's not an histological uh, yeah, evaluation. And yeah. the, the near-infrared uh, catheter can't do that. Uh, still cannot, cannot tell us the thickness of the, the thickness of the cap. Got it. Okay, they're working on that. They, they said that future, future generation will be able to do it. Yeah. Right now we still don't know. It may help us a lot to identify and to characterize those lesions even more. Right. So far, we don't have it. So do you see a use of this technology moving forward? I mean, how would you use this in your clinical practice? So if you want to make a decision whether, you know, is it safe to, to stent a lipid core plaque? Yes. Sounds like the answer is yes. It does not cause any harm. It's not different than, the, the potential risk is not different than a non-lipid mm -hmm. core plaque. Mm -hmm. So that's good. That's, you know, take some, mm -hmm. some stress off of us based off, you know, what we know about other signs or signals. We could not prove them and that's the largest registry in this, in this mm -hmm. field. About the vulnerable plaque and the non-culprit lesion-related arteries, here we, this study was a little limited because was imaged on, most of the operators imaged only the culprit vessels. I see. And we know from other studies that work from Rotterdam that actually they imaged the non-culprit vessels. They found actually correlation with the lipid plaque with, with events, future okay. events. And there are two now, two large ongoing studies. It's the LRP studies that Ron Waxman is doing really evaluating all three coronary arteries. And there is this Prospect 2, Prospect 2 study that Greg Stone is doing and Erling that uh, they are looking also at three vessel imaging with, there will be a subgroup even of treatment with the absorbed stent mm -hmm. to see if we can make a difference to the pa for this sure. patient in the future. Sure. So the idea there would be to identify a vulnerable non-culprit plaque, put an absorbed stent and remodel the vessel and prevent future plaque rupture, fascinating. That's, that's the idea. That's the theory, it's, at least. A long, long, <laughs> a long way from <laughs> Long way to go. Good, thank you so much for joining us, and thanks uh, to all of you out there for joining us live from TCT 2016. All right, man. Okay, thanks. thank you.